Welcome to Look Behind the Look, the new podcast that examines iconic looks in film, television, music, and fashion history. I'm your host, Tiffany Bartok. Hi, everyone. I'm not going to waste a lot of time bantering here because this week's guest is so exciting that I know you don't want me to waste any time getting to our interview. I've been wanting to interview Sam Fine. Yes, Sam Fine. Ever since I was interviewing people for the Kevin documentary, and I finally, finally, finally chased him down, and I'm honored to share our conversation with you. This is a lengthy interview because this man is a legend. I don't need to tell you that Sam's career is enormous. There are few artists who have done what he's done and who just keep going. For example, this interview was done between his days on set with Queen Latifah on The Equalizer, and I'm just grateful that he had some time to share with me. Sam's book is iconic. It is in everyone's beauty library, and if it's not, get it. It needs a reprint, by the way, publishing companies that are listening. It is an incredible how-to book with his techniques and some of the most beautiful faces in the world. They're Sam's longtime loyal clients, and they include Patti LaBelle and Vanessa Williams, Queen Latifah, Tyra Banks, Naomi Campbell. He's done legendary campaigns with them and countless more. Halle Berry, Brandy. There's also a few surprises in our interview. Like, did you know that he worked with Bjork? That was new to me. We talk about his career here, his upbringing, and of course we dive into his philosophies and he provides beautiful advice, not only for artists, but for human beings. I have to say, I didn't edit anything that we talked about out. Now this means that you're gonna hear my dog's bell ding near the end because he wanted some attention. So that's very embarrassing, apologies. But Sam deserves his own documentary, that's for certain. But thank goodness this is a podcast because I'm able to share with you everything we talked about. So grab a snack, because I promise you won't want to miss anything that this legend has to say. Hello, Sam. Thank you for joining me. Finally, this is, I mean, I have been hot on your tail. I'm so happy that we are finally here talking. I I have to tell you, I have been straight up nervous nervous I could I am and my you know my mother watches these and she's like you seem so nervous I'm like I'm, n- I'm never nervous I'm just excited to talk to the people you know then thank you then say excited excited okay all yeah. right so yeah. I have been extra excited to talk to you because <laughs> I you know I've been going to since since we picked a date I have been going to my Sam Fine school again but I've always been enrolled in your school I have worshipped you from afar for my entire development into a lady and you have been a huge part of of my beauty identity you know growing up and I just only second to Kevin Aquan I'm sure well no not second there's no place now there's no place and truth be told yours was the first book that I bought so I know because I grew up in Portland Oregon It was Powell's books, you know, and I don't know if you've ever been to Powell's. It takes up like four blocks. It's, it's a, it's called city of books. And it was like the place that we all hung out and, you know, your book was prominently displayed. And, you know, I always loved makeup through theater was how I came to it. And that cover, I mean, it was like, if I were to ever, 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 ever teach myself how to do this every day, that would be the way that I would do it because it was an iconic cover and still is, still is. How many, it just had a birthday, the book. 20, 
three years old. Oh my God. So, oh my God. Okay. Well now we've both told everybody how old we are. So (laughs) please, I have to tell you, there's so many people who come up to me now and say, my mom bought me your book when I was 10. I grew up, you know, look, flipping through this book as as I was in kindergarten. And I'm like, wow, Wow. (laughs) it's a testament to timeless work and and really everything just coming together so beautifully that cover i couldn't have asked for a better cover and a better day a better model a better photographer a better hairstylist a better creative director uh to 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 just contribute to something that 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 i still look to as as a beacon of oh everyone does everyone in the industry does and you know it was definitive and you know, I was looking at it with um, yesterday, I was on a set with a girl that I've known since she was 19. She's a makeup artist, but she, um, I've known her since she first started in the business and she and I were looking through the book together and I was like, I'm her, talk- name? her name's Kemi. Kemi. Yes. She's Kemi. K-E-M-I. Kemi. Kemi. And she is absolutely listening today. And she and I were looking through the book and she was like, and we were looking at that cut crease. And that was, I said, this is like what people say iconic, but this was iconic. And I remember working at the Mac counter and we would open it up and recreate it. You know what I mean? And like, what, what, what do you feel when you see that? being replicated on people. You know, that's your eye. That's your eye. Everyone has a signature. I say it in every class, every interview, everyone has a signature. And having been an illustrator, you know, having drawn all my life, um, a cut crease to me was the, the illustration is the illustrator in me. It was, it's, it's like, you know, drawing a lip line and, 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 and being able to find that crease and really blow it out and, and bring it into the nose and drag it out into the wing and line it and, and just create this faux space. Um, you know, sometimes it doesn't exist. So, so yes. it, it, to me, the, the greatest compliment when people notice things like that, um, but, but it's, it's just, it, it, be, it becomes a signature because it's something that I enjoy doing. Yes, and, and people enjoy replicating it over and over and over again. And what Cammy was talking about when she was looking through everything was that she was saying, I've, I've heard of Sam. So she's, she's older now. She'll, she's like 20, 28 now. Right. She's heard of Sam since, because, you know, she knows me so well. And so I'm very adamant about letting her know history. Mm. And, you know, she obviously knows your current work. I mean, you're still working every day. Like, like, come on, you're still, yeah, you're here. You work still out here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, we're just talking about the beginning of an amazing career. And she was saying to me something so interesting that I wanted to talk to you about. She said, you know, you, when, when you yell at me because I don't know references or I don't know that it was Sam that created, I'm, I'm telling her as we're looking through the book, why don't you have this book? I'm yelling at her. Why don't you have this book? Why did you never get this book? She says, you never got it for me. Okay. Right. Uh, you never got it for me. And that's, how you, how, not, that's not how you respond. Well, no, I mean, but what she's saying is what? Why don't, why, where am I going to learn? Where am I going to learn this stuff? She says my generation isn't, is, is spending so much time being mad. You know what I mean? That the kids don't know, but we're not, 
teaching them, right? She's well, you so well, how well, do we tell them? This isn't a conversation. I mean, you know, my best friend, Joseph Hampton, who uh, a wonderful makeup artist uh, who actually helped me transition from being an illustrator to a makeup artist, um, along with assisting Frank Cooper and Kevin Aquan. But prior to that, um, Joseph helped me understand um, the, the people in the industry um, that I should know. And not because he felt I should know them, was, but because they were important to the industry. Um, you don't just uh, know who the makeup artists are, you know who the photographers are. Yeah. You know what kind of lighting they prefer. You know what kind of makeup speaks to their work. You know what type of hairstylists um, work together. You've got to know um, Scavulo and Kevin and, and, and um, Orbe, how, how specific their work was together. Um, myself, Oscar James, working with Matthew Jordan Smith or Keith Major, um, you know, on, mm -hmm. on specific celebrities. That, that's the trifecta that you, you study because every makeup artist knows that the photographer is translating our work. Um, so, so that kind of unspoken communication is so important um, and it comes across in the final product. Right, right. So it's, it's, it's more than an Instagram post. It's more than a throwback Thursday. It's delving, <laughs> look, it's, it's delving into um, the history of the people who established these looks because we will always pull them up. Way Bandy and, and um, Roxana Floyd and Reggie Wells. These are people's work that you go back to to reference, um, you know, and, and you add your spin to it today. That's, that's mm -hmm. all the makeup is. I don't think that it is um, ever being reinvented. I just think there are different, um, iterations. different, different times. Yeah, different iterations mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. what come, becomes the look of that moment. Right, right, right. So it's an evolution that we need to know what the what the root of that evolving is. Yes, 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 yes. It's more than a throwback Thursday. I love that. Yeah, that's the only way that people are learning about history is from throwback please, Thursdays. Please, please don't say that. I mean, I mean, honestly, I have to say, I'm so so happy every time someone you know, asks me, where can I buy your book? And of course it's out of print. So you have to, you know, go to amazon.com and get new and used. But the point to that is that it still continues to inspire. Yes. Um, I'm sure yes. that's true for Kevin Aquan and Bobby Brown and, and so many of the books. And I'm a collector, not just of uh, makeup books, but of art books and fashion books and photography books, because there's so much inspiration that's there. Mm -hmm. I don't just need to look at a makeup book to be inspired. I think it's the clothes, the hair, the the model. Um, you know, that's what supermodels really were. They're an inspiration to us all that helped us um, think differently about beauty. Yes, yes. And, and you... You were the key for, for thinking differently. I think you, um, so, which leads me to a little, well, I, to end that story, I <laughs> sent Kemi the book. So <laughs> I made sure she yeah. it. So when we were very inspired yesterday, looking through it, but, um, I don't know if you can see, yes, you can. Okay. So you're going to be able to see this. And then when we fix this, I'm going to, um, I'm going to, um, you know, have it properly. Properly. Yes. Okay. So, Sam Fine too is major for me. Sam Fine, do you know Sam Fine? <laughs> Sam Fine, do you know? 
We know, you remember making faces, right? Oh my gosh, major. But Sam Fine too is major for me. Sam Fine, do you know Sam Fine? Oh yeah. Sam Fine, um, his, my husband. his book's called Fine Beauty. He's, he's an African-American makeup artist and he sort of pioneered like new techniques for painting women of color. He's major. You should look into Sam Fine. <laughs> I will, you were awesome. Thank you so much for this. Thanks. <laughs> had to share that with you because I've been dying. That's from 2015. And let me just tell you the story about this. So my husband, I sent him on a wild goose chase to an event to go ask um, all of these people that were going to be on a red carpet. And I knew Laverne was going to be there. So I said, honey, you have to go and you're press and you're going to, you know, you're going to ask people, you know, for the Kevin documentary. Yes. You're going to ask people about Kevin. And Laverne was like, well, yes, Kevin inspired me, but it was Sam Fine. <laughs> and Jace was like, oh, and so my poor husband who, who has no idea what's going on, you know, he's like texting me. He's like, I, I, I'm talking to Laverne. She's here next. I said, okay, that's great. That's great. But she credited her whole world to you and, you know, just pouring over your books. And I, I always wanted to just show you that because I saw that you got to meet her. Finally, you had been like, you know, distance, just yeah. loving each other. I was working on a job with Queen Latifah and Laverne was there and I knew her hairstylist, uh, Kaya Wright. Um, and I had met her makeup artist, Lady Deja. And I was just like, do you guys think I could say hello? And I'm a fan <laughs> of so many. And she was just so lovely and just has always been so supportive. And, you know, knowing that when I did the book um, and so much of what my career has been about is purpose. Um, finding purpose, thinking about legacy and leaving something behind because um, we never know how long we have as, as Kevin is proof of that, um, you know, and to be able to embrace women of color and dedicate my career to beautifying women of color has always been so special to me and special and unique, you know, coming from, you know, having a mom and three sisters at home and being the youngest and only boy. Um, it's always been something that was a part of, you know, me growing up is honoring these, these beautiful black women and, and to, to, for that to be, you know, uh, my, my legacy, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, when I hear things like that and Laverne talks so passionately uh, about my work, it, it, it's humbling. Really? Oh, I mean, you are the most humble. It's ridiculous. If I were you, I would just like walk around with a sign like I'm Sam Fine. <laughs> this is my, and that's- I have my moments. I have my moments. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad yep. to hear it. So you, you were, a, were you adopted? Did I understand? Yes. I remember remembering this correctly. Okay. So you were adopted, but grew up in Chicago or near Chicago? Chicago. I was okay. born in Evanston, Illinois, and my parents um, adopted me. They got me when I was like six months. So they're, they're my parents. I have three sisters who are natural to my parents and they wanted a boy. Okay. And so they got me, they got me. Um, and uh, grew up in Chicago on the South side. It was a wonderful experience being in the Midwest. Um, you know, my mom used to sew clothes for my sisters. She used to do their hair. And watching that just, I, I think culturally is just an experience that, you know, you want to take part in. And um, I used to always ask them, I used to pay them to do their hair and just like, could I style your hair? But, you know, I was also an illustrator and I was always drawing. And so that led me to get a scholarship at the Art Institute of Chicago. And that's when things really started to click for me, my junior year in high school, because my parents obviously, you know, um, <clears throat> 
my mom and dad, my mom was a homemaker and took care of us. That was her job. And my dad was an electrician at a, a university. And, you know, they didn't know that art could be a career. You know, of this course. before, you know, everyone became an entrepreneur. Yes. So, <laughs> a lot of concern, I'm sure. Yes. yes. And have my a backup. Dad, <laughs> yeah. Backup, please. He was just like, look, you're going to have a family like me one day. You're going to need to support them. Um, you need a job that has great benefits and something that will give you a pension. And if you pass on, that will give your wife at the time or partner now um, uh, uh, um, uh, a life to, to enjoy. And, you know, going to the Art Institute and having a African-American male uh, teacher, Craig Rex Perry, a wonderful illustrator, um, it, just, it just hit everything that I needed to oh. see. And to make this whole art thing real. Um, yeah, so that was wonderful. And so after I graduated as a senior, um, I moved to New York to go to Parsons and took a job at a cosmetic counter uh, just to make ends meet. I just thought it would be a fun job, honestly. Honestly, that picture of you at the cosmetics counter is the most joy I have ever seen in someone's face. It is, and you know, I talk about this nonstop. I'm so bad. I'm such a Gen Xer, but like no one understands counter life and like that family and that community. I, I just, I it just. It is a real school of beauty. Right? You will not go on to work with a celebrity client that you have not met a real woman at the counter who, who, who's not that woman, you know, those same concerns, those same, those same highs, those same lows, those same insecurities, um, you know, those same beautiful features that you have to continue to, to accentuate and, 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 um, and, and promote. So, so for me, it was the best training ground. It really was. And it's funny enough that I know two other makeup artists that we all met at the ANS department store and we all we all have uh, careers in makeup to this day. Oh my goodness, I love that story. I love that story. I I uh, I can't remember the it was which counter was it? Naomi Sims. Okay. Naomi Sims okay. Cosmetics. It was their first, and um, Naomi Sims, of course, the first black supermodel. Uh, so it was wonderful to to have that opportunity. She was. I always tell people that she was kind of like the Bobby Brown of black makeup. Um, the, the cosmetic line. She was the first to do like yellow and olive tones and all the supermodels would come by this one counter because it was their only counter um, where they sold makeup. Um, and of course, this is pre-internet. You couldn't order things. So you had to go in physically and buy stuff. And we would get all the top girls come in from the Paris runways um, and celebrities and top makeup artists. And that's where I met a lot who would come by to stock their kids. So that was really fun. So is that, was that your entree into that world? What did, what no. happened? Okay. It's always a hairdresser. It's always a hairdresser. And I tell people, you know, let me back up a minute. Um, when I moved to New York, um, I had a wonderful hairdresser. I call him my dad, James Harris, you know, has worked, you know, in Paris and worked for Vogue and done all these wonderful things. And he's the one who introduced me to the people at Naomi Sims Cosmetics. Oh, okay. Um, and he just thought, you know, Sam will be great at this, whatever, whatever. And um, he believed in me so much that he introduced me to Audrey Smaltz and I started dressing fashion shows. Oh. Um, her, her very famous ground crew. Um, you have to be... You know, this goes back to research though. This goes back to knowing the people in the industry that, that you're going to connect with 
at one time or another. I, you know, I never thought that I would be doing makeup. So when I was assisting dressing the shows and being able to watch kind of the, 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 the layout of what shows are really like and understanding the energy of what goes into it, that's, that's information for me. And as a makeup artist, I definitely took that when I started assisting um, Kevin O'Quan at the fashion shows um, and, and, and bringing that kind of knowledge. I didn't, I, I wasn't unprepared for it. Right, right. What, what brought you from illustration into makeup? What was the it? Cosmetic the cosmetic counter. Counter, yes, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then, but you still continued to draw. I did. I did. I wanted to be an illustrator. I, oh. I thought that I would go to Parsons. I thought that I was very interested in fashion, but makeup kind of eclipsed that for me. I was still doing, you know, illustration, you know, even in Chicago, I was doing some windows, um, you know, big, these you know, huge life-size illustrations for Chanel and, and different things. But um, makeup just kind of took off for me. And I think that New York one of the reasons why I love it so much and recently returned to New York is because of the energy. There are so many people who are doing so many wonderful things and gifted at doing so many wonderful things mm-hmm. um, that it was an inspiration to me to, to pursue makeup. Right. And, and I guess it makes sense because you're at the counter, you're earning money for it. You're, you know, every day doing it. I mean, it, it really is the best school. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yes. Yes. And I mean, the people are expecting, they, they come in with these iconic wishes. You know, I was just talking to Daniel Martin yesterday. I was like, why did everybody want it to look like RuPaul and black, (laughs) white, Chinese man, teenager, old lady, RuPaul, please. (laughs) so you you began going to the shows and still working at the counter was that happening i started testing in those you know you had to build a portfolio yes um to present to agencies to present to clients there was no instagram page there was no facebook page there was no myspace page there was nothing it was your portfolio and photos that you've done work on that were often unretouched Mm -hmm. Um, no filters and you had to get your work as close to perfect as possible Um, and so I started testing I started taking off days Um, the same my 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 dad in the industry James Harris who had introduced me to the people at Naomi Sims Cosmetics had also introduced me to Fran Cooper And so I started assisting Fran Cooper. Um, That led me to assisting her for fashion shows where I first met Naomi Campbell. Um, Then she felt like, you know, let me introduce you to Kevin Aquan because you should be assisting him as well. He does a lot of shows. He'll love you. And so Fran was a huge, another black woman in the industry who was a huge inspiration to me because being able to see people of color behind the scenes is so important because it sets a stage to say that, you know, I can, I can be here too. Yes. Um, so, so Fran introduced me to so much and I started assisting and taking off work and then I got fired <laughs> of the store because I was taking off too much. So, it, you know, I always say when people lose a job, lose a client, lose a man, lose a wife, whatever the case may be, I always say congratulations because it is the beginning mm. of another chapter and it was the beginning to my freelance career that I have now had for 30 years. Oh my God. Oh my God. You hit the ground running. Yes. So, so you started doing the shows, which didn't pay and wasn't glamorous, but 
that it used was... to be in clothes. Oh, right, it was right. San Angelo. Um, <clears throat> or if it did pay, it paid a nominal fee. You get paid like, you know, what, like six Enough. months later after calling <laughs> 10 times to see where the money was. But the joy, once again, being in those rooms and being able to watch professionals um, Kevin Aquan set a look and bring a photo of Linda Evangelista from an Italian Vogue shoot with red hair and nothing underneath and just wing liner and just this crease uh, and, you know, and the colors and the choices and understanding leadership and talent. Um, that was what was so important. And at that time, we had just started tweezing brows. Um, that was becoming very popular, this beautiful, beautiful, strong brow. And so we were tweezing brows at the fashion shows and Kevin would come around and say, Sam, that's beautiful. Take another row out. And you're just like, okay. And, you know, and sure, go for it. And that kind of leadership and being able to, to watch Frank Cooper work and for Naomi Campbell to, to see me working on another model and then feel comfortable enough to call me and to become my first celebrity client, those are the kinds of things that happen because there's always someone watching. Mm. Um, there's, I, I can never say that enough. Um, there's always someone watching um, the smallest thing you do, the smallest gesture. And, and, and yes. so um, it, it's wonderful to be in the room. And it's also wonderful to always give of yourself the best that you can because people are always watching. That is so... Is that generationally lost? That is lost. I'm telling you, there's always someone they watching. They have so many more distractions now. Tiffany. True. That is true. You're you right. Know? You're right. I'm not. I'm not thinking about posting. I'm not thinking about putting it on. You know, that's another reason why I think. You know, sometimes my following is is isn't what people think that it should be because I don't have the time to post because I'm busy working. I know. I wanted to ask you about some of these looks because I think we're getting to that era now that we're that we're talking about. Wait, when did you decide you had not even where were you in your life when you decided to make a book? Oh my god. That where, where were I was, you? I was 27. Stop I can, it. I was 27. Um oh my Kevin god. had, you know, put out the art of makeup. Uh, Bobby Brown had put out, um, I can't remember the title, there's so many. Yeah. Uh, in my head though. And I went to the bookstore and I just felt like, wow, you know, I have celebrity clients and, you know, I've seen one page or two pages to represent, you know, this myriad of black beauty and it just wasn't enough for me. Um, and so I started thinking, wow, you know, I've got a Vanessa Williams, I've got a Patti LaBelle, I've got a Naomi Campbell, I've got a Tyra Banks, I've got a Veronica Webb, I can, I can put this together. Yes. And um, I was working with Patti LaBelle um, doing her book cover and talked to her editor on set and just told her, I said, you know, I'm really thinking about doing a makeup book and I'm wondering if I could share some of the boards this is no keynote, right. this is no computer. Right. You know, I didn't even own a computer then. Um, and they weren't being, you know, they weren't being sold readily, you know, in the way yeah. they are today. Yeah. So um, I took my boards to her. Um, I had a meeting and I had a book deal. <gasps> that's one of those things that's just perfectly aligned then. But, but I noticed that in the book, you, Vanessa, your Vanessa pictures do have the thin brows. So it must've been, that same time, right? So we're talking, yeah. we're talking early nineties. Oh, yeah. The book came out in 95. Yes. 
98. 98? Okay. Okay. So the Thin Brows started out in like 95, but you had already gotten your covers and stuff by then. Yeah. Right? So like... Well, Naomi was my first. So her Marie Claire cover, things like that were done in like 92. Tell me about that Marie Claire cover. That, that cover. You just... You don't, you don't even know what you're being called for when, you know, Naomi calls you. She called me oh. to ask her to work with her on our first booking um, for People Magazine, 50 Most Beautiful. And they used to, you know, photograph these, these you know, these, these great staged um, images. They weren't taking stock photos. They were, they were shooting them themselves. And um, that was the beginning of a great relationship. And every time I got a call, I'd just be like, oh, okay, okay, this is what it is. And, and I didn't even know some of the magazine covers at the time. We were working for, I think, German Vogue. I'd done Marie Claire. Cosmo. Um, Cosmo. Yeah, Cosmo. Mm -hmm. um, Harper's Bazaar with Rico Pullman, um, the, a photographer mm -hmm. that I loved, his work. Um, so... I, you know, wherever she went, I went. And I credit her and everyone that I've ever worked with from Tyra to Vanessa and Patti LaBelle and, and Veronica Webb for um, requesting me and dragging yes. me into That's so, so many important. places that I didn't even know um, that, that existed. I didn't yes. even know these things existed. This, this was key because let's talk about the diversity level or lack thereof at this time. This is the Marie Claire cover. I mean, Cosmopolitan is huge, right? For, I mean, this is an exciting thing to be any artist, let alone an artist of color right. coming into an industry that they don't really, really know how to navigate. And what, what was it feeling like to you at that time? Were you aware? Were you no. feeling and like a pioneer? Starting early. That's what I credit to starting early. I didn't have a chance to be fearful and think about how important these things were. You know, I just showed up and uh -huh. did the work. Um, of course, I knew who Naomi Campbell was. And she was lovely and also a great teacher. You know, no, Sam, no, no, no. It's got to be, you know, it's got to be this, to be there. And it's not this. Do you have this? And, you know, she taught me, you know, but wow. it, never, it never interfered with the process because there wasn't anything that she could ask me that I, I couldn't do, but I needed to understand her vision of it. Um, and that was important. And learning, uh, learning that relationship is very important. We're servants. I say that all right. the time. Right. Had many arguments with other makeup artists about it. Um, it doesn't diminish our talent. It just sets the stage for the service that we provide. That is such a huge topic. And Troy and I talk about it all the time. And like, yes, it sounds insulting. But like once you receive that, you're so empowered because the onus isn't on you to be the star anymore. And you, you can, you can give to your client and then they, everyone's celebrating. And you focus I mean? on your work. Yes. Focus on your work. Yes, 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 yes. I know if I was sitting here talking to you and worried about myself the whole time, right. I'm not, we're, nobody's listening. Like yes. yeah. <laughs> I think about it all the time, you know what I mean? It's really, it's not an insult to say that this artistry is a service industry and it's entertainers. A you're buying a ticket to watch them perform. Their job is to entertain you. Yes. They're in service to you for these two hours. Your job as a comedian is to make me laugh. Your job as Beyonce is to dance and sing and entertain me. Yes. 
it's, it's just it's the trickle down. No one is no is no. You know, uh, Barack Obama is in service to us. Right. Yes, the people. So 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 everyone has an audience. Everyone is in service, wow. and it never leaves you. We are celebrated artists. We are celebrated because we are able to reach uh, certain levels and do do things that 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 strike a chord with folks. But we're still in service. Right. I'm still getting Vanessa's coffee. I still uh, I still do every time I go to work. Right, right, right. Oh my gosh, Vanessa. Vanessa in bad hair, side sidebar. <laughs> Loved it. Oh my God. That was, I mean, it's intimidating. I I, I was in high school watching her being crowned yes. the first Black Miss America. And to work with her, and I mean, this was after the right stuff, after you know, being oh, Miss okay. America. And it's incredibly intimidating. Um, you know, to to you know think what could you possibly add to this beauty. Um, but you go in and you add your spin. You go in and you add your spin. Oh my God. I mean, the looks you have done for Vanessa, this woman was everything to me still. I mean, she still looks like that today. You know, it's all, they are just incredible. So now, so now we're, 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 you're getting, you're getting, you're getting excited. You're, (laughs) you are like, when did you feel like you arrived? I mean, here you are doing covers. This is, this is, uh, you know, I feel like you just are humble from beginning to end, but like you must've had a moment. It comes in stages though, Tiffany. That's the beautiful, it comes in stages, your career. Um, There are lows, there are highs, and there, 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 there's terrain that you just have to get through. And the beginning of your career, and once again, I credit it to being young, um, you know that just work is everything. You get off a plane, you go right to work. You end work, you get back on another plane. Um, You try to accommodate as many people as you can. You work as hard as you can. You get as many assistance as you can to make sure that everything comes off beautifully. Um, But I had a wonderful time in my career to start. I, I, I just, you know, I almost feel wow. bad for the kids who are starting makeup today. Why? Say that in a bad way. Right. I, I got to do Mary J. Blige's second single, her her music video, Real Love. I got to do Brandy, um, uh, Baby Baby in Times Square. I got to do the, the remix featuring Queen Latifah, MC Light, Yo-Yo. Um, and I did all of them. So, so this was a period where where a lot of celebrities didn't have personals. Everyone didn't own a makeup artist in the way that they do today. Right. I, I, everyone has their own now. Mm. Um, you, you, you had an opportunity in your career as a makeup artist to run the gamut. I was working with Patti LaBelle, Naomi Campbell, Vanessa Williams, Veronica Webb, and newbie Tyra Banks. So, <laughs> so and also in between doing Deborah Cox, her first music video, um, Mary J. Blige, um, you know, Real Love, uh, uh, Brandy, Baby Baby, I Wanna Be Down. All of these, these new artists and music had a budget and um, Hell yes. that was very strong mm. uh, in a way that it does today. But, but you know, we tuned into Friday night videos in a way, you know, no one will remember this other than folks my age. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when MTV and Friday night videos, you stayed up to watch these because you wanted to see the, the elaborate music videos and what went into them. 
Oh, um, it was 20 minutes long, a big presentation. MTV present presents, yeah. you know, the get off video, you know, yeah. I know, right? Yes. And I mean, those are just a few. I mean, Faith, Faith's first single, um, you know, and I won't even talk about, uh, you know, the beginning years of working with Iman, someone that I had watched. Oh my God, I can't even believe I haven't brought that up yet. It's okay, because it's, it's a chapter in and to itself. So yes. I could not have experienced that kind of career without transporting myself back to 92, 93, 95, because the things that were going on in the world and the, in the, in the, in the music industry and the, and the talent that was coming out of the community, you know, these black women who were coming up, who are now legendary, you know, Mary J. Blige and, 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 and uh, uh, Brandy and, and Queen Latifah. I mean, Queen Latifah was still rapping then. This is oh, long yeah. before her Oscar nomination. So, so th this is, this is these, these are formative years, not just for me, but for them. Oh, and you get to be a part of it all front row seat. Oh my God. That's I mean, not me. That's God. Yes. Oh, that makes me want to, I just feel so emotional <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm so sentimental and nostalgic, but like thinking of you on the MC light and I just, I mean, and I don't know if people know, I mean, of course I'm going to, if people are watching this on YouTube, I'm going to show that what queen used to be doing, you know, it was not what I just, it was so funny. It's serendipitous that right before this, I turn on the TV and there she is in girls trip. And like some people, this is the first time, you know, they, you know, this is how long and legendary her career has been. And you've been there for the whole thing. Her first CoverGirl campaign. And what- a, I, I want to talk a, to you about CoverGirl. How- But what an out the box beauty. Uh, we all knew, our community knew Queen Latifah's beautiful, Jill Scott, yeah. Kelly Price. They know these girls are gorgeous, but cosmetics had a way of only choosing um, a certain type of black woman to represent a brand. Okay. You know, we're used to Vanessa Williams, you know, fair skin, blue eyes, Veronica Webb, light skin, curly hair, Halle Berry. You know, we were used to those role models for beauty campaigns. Um, but to have someone come in with a voice, literally a voice, um, like Queen Latifah, you know, full figured, beautiful, um, to, to, for her to sign CoverGirl was so, so, so uh, just monumental. Yes. So to work on that with her um, was amazing. It was amazing. Are you guys always getting along? Is everybody always getting along? I mean, do you get these women? Do you, is there? <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. is the level of pushback that you're dealing with? <laughs> and how do you how do you roll with every it? other artist out there? Yes. I just handle it with grace. Yes. And I am constantly working to achieve my vision. Mm. That is my goal. That's what, that's the, that's probably the most selfish part mm -hmm. of my artistry. And that's it's what they signed up for. Ish. Okay. Ish. Patti LaBelle only wore red lipstick. This was at the, the early onset of nudes. I mean, she doesn't really have, you know, a very full, full, full lip. Yes. Tell you herself. But to get her into nudes and get her into a stronger eye was, was a big change for her. So yes, it's going to be a fight. Yes, 
It is going to be a fight not to give Iman a smoky eye after she said, I want a smoky eye. So you, you build a rapport, you do what that client enjoys the most. They know you have it down and then you gain their trust. You don't change a look overnight. You don't emphasize something, you know, um, the first time you do it, um, you follow their lead. The first time I worked with RuPaul, um, I like to work with very little light. Um, if anyone's ever assisted me or worked or seen me in a class, I love to see the shadows and contours so that I don't oh, need a lot of light coming at me. That's so interesting. So RuPaul said to me, she's like, you don't need more light? I said, I don't, I don't. But if you find that I'm going in a direction that you feel like, you know, you, you need to question it or if I'm going off script, let me know. I'll explain it to you. I'm not defensive about it. Right. I'm, I'm going to let you know my vision and where I'm going with this. You know, because everybody has a different technique. Roxana Floyd used to do eyes first, then foundation. I like to do foundation and contour and really perfect the canvas first. Um, so everyone has their routine. Um, you know, so, so you have to be malleable mm -hmm. and pace mm -hmm. yourself mm -hmm. and, and save the fights for when they are absolutely necessary. Yes, yes. And I do. Ah! <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm a Scorpio. Are so you? Oh, Sam, I can't believe you told me that. So now I know, I know, I, I feel like I can see behind the scenes. <laughs> I can see how it goes. I can see how it goes down. Can you talk to me about this beautiful look? I need to know more about uh, this. And to say that that was, that photo with Iman was... Mike Ruiz, another wonderful photographer that I've worked oh. with throughout my career, um, calling me and saying, you know, do you think I can get you guys together to do something with Iman? Do you think Iman would be willing to do something? Once again, you talk about building a rapport mm -hmm. um, to get, you know, Vanessa Williams to do a voiceover for my, my first DVD, to have Iman host my DVD party, to, to look at Kevin and Janet and Vogue. Those are relationships. Right. And they're not a, a quick ask. You know, these are years of working with someone to say, um, hey, Mon, you know, Mike Ruiz wants to do something. This is what he's thinking. Um, it's going to be no brows. It's going to be just eyes. Um, it's going to be very graphic. And to have her show up and just say like, oh, okay, fine. I, <laughs> I get it. You know? Um, She's an artist. That's Art. I remember that day so well. It's just fun. It's just fun and easy work. And that's what it should be. Yes. Did you take, did you take her eyebrows off or is that? Is it's that bleached. bleached. Okay. Very fine brow. I mean, it's just Very incredible. Incredible. And then is the, is the colors that, are the colors that you used on her eye green or is that the effect that's? It's That's... kind of a black gray. Oh, God, it's Because, you know, even when you get the deepest black, it has either green. Yes, of course. Yes. Or... Right, mm -hmm. right. For those, you know, I mean, I think everyone, every makeup artist is still searching for the perfect black, especially on brown skin. So you want it to be as rich as you imagine. And um, so it all, but it always has an undertone in it. So the green is what you're seeing. What, what's the ideal undertone for black? Probably green. I think so too. Yeah, I agree with green. you. Okay, good. I'm glad that, you know, um, 
a legend has, you know, confirmed <laughs> that I was on the right. Track. Gray will still go, will still go up. It won't be as dark as the black liner you're about to use right. or the liquid liner. You want it to still, you, you want it to have dimension. So you still want it to, 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 to be dark as the liner that you're going to use, which is usually something with a bit right. of a green in it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there is a science. There is a science. Especially, now, and what I always tell people, which is a really good point, you have to remember that women of color are color already. So everything that you apply on her is going to shift a bit because it's, it's you're putting it on a brown canvas. She's not a right. blank canvas already. So if you get an eyeshadow and you're like, wow, this didn't look like it did in the compact. Well, no, it won't. You layered it on brown. Right. So it's going to change a bit. So it has to be highly pigmented and you have to know the undertones. And sometimes that's just trial and error. Have you ever dealt with people who say, I mean, I know you, this is, I'm asking this, but I know the answer. <laughs> have you, have you dealt with people or how do you deal with people who assume that you can only do um, ethnic skin? Like that must be. I think the industry is very close-minded. Yeah. It pertains to behind the scene talent um, that we wouldn't understand, that I couldn't understand something as edgy as that photo with Iman removing her brows and how to place the right emphasis in the, in the, in the right place. You know, you know, I think sometimes the industry sells us short. They don't think that because you do Mary J. Blige and music videos and celebrities for red carpet that you'll equally understand fashion. I yeah. think Kevin was a huge leader for us in that in that way um, because he took so much of what editorial and supermodels were celebrities at that time. Mm -hmm. um, he took what he used in fashion and brought that to celebrities, yeah. and so that kind of became a winning formula for us all. Yet a lot of people still felt um, that being a you know a, a black man that I could only do black women. Mm -hmm. And, you know, thankfully, Scavulo, um, who was a huge influence for me, um, you know, I have, I have Cosmo covers. He, yeah. he with Bjork, I mean, Matthew Ralston booked me with Bjork. Um, uh, Pat uh, Patrick DeMarchelier was lovely. Her Ritz was lovely and asked for me after meeting me with Halle Berry for Revlon. So there are, there, there were photographers and there are people in the industry I hate to say it, they're few and far between who understand what talent looks like. Reuven Afonador would call me for anything because talent is talent. And, and that translates. And there are people who understand that and aren't buying into my name. They're not buying into any name. They're buying into the talent that is presented. Right, wow, that is so well said. You are, you've thought about this. Thought about this thing. <laughs> I've lived it. And it's sad. It's sad because a lot of people, I don't think they realize that, you know, that I do have Cosmo covers. I did, you know, supermodels with Scavulo for Paris L'Officiel and 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 tons of tons of editorial um for Cosmo in addition, in addition to covers. Um because the work and the purpose aligned in a way that it overshadowed some of that early work. Yeah, I understand what you're saying completely. Yeah. And I'm thankful for that. That's fine. But I do want What a train. What a what a launch pad. I mean. 
<laughs> but you're right. The the technology and the way the entertainment flowed, it happened so rapidly that the the music videos are what stayed, right? And then Scavulo, I mean, he was gone you know too soon obviously yeah, but yeah. you know who knows what music videos scavulo would have been a part of and her right. was beginning to do music videos right exactly boston then ushered in the look exactly. that he was using for harper's bazaar and all this beautiful editorial and started doing um commercials and these yes. beautiful i remember you you cannot forget in vogue um, uh, and some of the beautiful tlc oh, yes. videos that that matthew ralston did um and I didn't have a chance to work with him on music videos. We did commercials. We did um, some L'Oreal commercials and, and things of that nature. And, uh, but being able to work with photographers who could think outside the box creatively and, and, bring, and, and just see talent for what talent is, it's, it, it, it has given me the career that I have today. Thankfully. Now, tell me about this Essence cover that I'm looking at. Um, did you do all these phases? Who no. Who you, okay, because I was worried. I was like, that must have been the worst day of his life and also the most gratifying. And he must have slept for a year and had a vacation. I would have I would have loved to have worked on everyone in that cover. Um, but they assigned a makeup artist to each celebrity. And <laughs> wait, I, I'm just vis the visual of that set. It was the easiest, most perfect day. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Any of us have ever had. Oh. Reggie Wells, Jay oh. Manuel from Top Model was still doing makeup. Wow. Uh, Rianne Silva was pregnant. Oh my God. Uh, yes. Uh, um, um, gosh, Roxana Floyd was still alive. Oh my God. Um, so it was such a love affair. And I actually did Michael Michelle. I did. Oh my God. I'm goodness. working with Michael Michelle right at the top. And um, I had not worked with. I had worked with Queen, but, but Roxana Floyd had been with her during those years. So she was with her and then, you know, Halle Berry, I hadn't worked with her on that level yet. She had, um, I think, I can't remember who worked with her on that. I have to go back to the photo. But those are the kinds of jobs. Essence was my vogue. Of course. It was an opportunity for me to add my spin in the way that Kevin was able to add his spin at Vogue. Um, working with, uh, you know, covers, cover and beauty editor, Mickey Taylor, uh, working underneath Susan Taylor, the editor in chief. Um, it was like family. It was like coming home and making these women look their most absolute beautiful and taking them all and giving them the, this moment to celebrate themselves. You know, that's what the Mary J. Blige covers were. And I have like three or four of hers and you know, I have covers with Queen Latifah and, 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 you know, and Alec Weck. And then that. Yes, that, that was beautiful. Cover. I mean, they're all beautiful, but this, this essence with Alec, I mean, that is iconic. Look at that. I mean, she lives in my neighborhood and she. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I see her in the same all the time, all the time. And, and when she gets out of a cab, I love it because it's like an emergence, like it's like into an aquarium, you know, it's like a mermaid woman that just like, it takes like a long time and she just like emerges out of the cab. And but, I think one of the greatest compliments is that Alec chose that photo for her book cover. So you get those kind of wonderful moments and Essence gave me so much autonomy. They put up with me, but they also taught me so much. How did they put up with you? What, what was there? Did you challenge them? <laughs> yes. 
I challenge everyone. I challenge everyone to think outside the box. I did, you know, I would say, why does, why does Gabrielle Union not have an Essence cover yet? Why does Monique not have an Essence cover yet? So as, you know, in the same way that Kevin Aquan would champion certain models mm-hmm. and, you know, he would do Shiseido and he would choose the models right. because it, you want that synergy. You want the girl that you feel would, would showcase this well and bring all of you into a new era. That is, that is such an amazing quality and it is so rare. Don't you think it's brave of you to do? Do you ever worry about the consequences of standing up to a publication like that? I don't think it's standing up. I think it is part of the team process. Okay. Yeah. That's a good way of looking at it. You're pushing them and that's why what they look to you for that. What can we be doing differently? For sure. I mean, you know, they, they believed in me. I believe in them. And to the extent that they will say, hey, we can't get this person on the phone, Sam. Can you get them on the phone? Yeah, I can. I'm with them at work right now. (laughs) They want you for a cover. I've been trying. I can't. I can't. You know, I'm trying. Tell. I I promise. I promise. I mean, you you are a connector. And I, I, you know, when you have had a career where other people have connected you, you know, Frank Cooper, Kevin Aquan, and, you know, and so many others and Veronica Webb and, and having so many other people look out for me, I feel like it's my job. So when I have an assistant, Valente Frazier, who goes on to work with Tyra Banks, when I have, um, you know, Oscar James or Chucky Amos to refer to Iman and to Tyra, it's a joy. These are professionals that I know can do a great job. And if I happen to know them before you, then it's my job to introduce you. You know, that is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. And I know like two people who think like this and it's you and Troy and like, you know, just uh, there's of course many more. I'm just saying because you know Troy as well. And like that, that hand, that hand extended is so rare and, and it's the reward that you feel. And sometimes you aren't rewarded and sometimes it bites you. You know what I mean? You don't feel that way. Okay. The reward is giving it away and not worrying about the outcome it's the gift the gift ends with the giver wow so i've given you this client do with her what you will Mm. you may reach new heights with her as i have with many of my clients Mm. it's up to you beautiful that is truly beautiful i um your grace and your kindness and your generosity. I, I know that, I don't know if you feel comfortable talking about this, but I know that you had about um, experience, a challenge, um, you know, with feeling, you know, you, you have contributed to, you know, extending diversity in this horrible industry, <laughs> you know, and then I know one time that you were in Sephora and um, you were mistaken. And I wondered if, if you want to share that story with me, because it just how you handled it uh, to me is is really beautiful and strong to how maybe other people might react. I think that you are often presented with challenging situations. Um, work presents its own unique challenges. Um, being a black male presents other unique challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a creative ma- makeup director. I was uh, the creative makeup director at the time for Fashion Fair. And I have to do shopping, you know, comparative shopping. So I, 
I'd gone to uh, Saks Fifth Avenue and gotten some Tom Ford shades, um, you know, and so then Sephora's down the street. And so I went to Sephora um, afterwards and I was opening some of the colors to compare. I don't want to buy the same shade. I want to buy a version of that shade to submit and work off of for my, my collection, my, um, my uh, co-branded collection with Fashion Fair. And I was shopping. They continued to ask me, did I need help? Uh, and I'm still shopping and two cops come in the door and I'm just looking like, oh, okay, where are they going? And they come directly to me. And, you know, I, we all know where this story's going. You know, I was accused of shoplifting. Obviously I wasn't. Um, I went downstairs, you know, later, you know, later once word got out, once I presented my ID, uh, you know, people, you know, like, oh, okay. You know, which is still unfortunate. You know, it's lovely, but it's still unfortunate. But everybody knows where this story goes. Mm -hmm. It's not unique. Mm -hmm. um, I wish it were. Mm -hmm. A similar situation happened to me last week when I was going shopping on 57th. And I walked in and they thought I was there to make a delivery. Um, and they, they told me where to drop the products off. I've gone to um, visit editor-in-chief you know, at, at Essence Magazine uh, for an appointment. And they asked me, am I dropping something off instead of calling up and saying, you're here, you, you know, Sam Fine is here to see you. Um, it's a knee jerk reaction. Um, it's very challenging. Uh, there's really nothing to say in these situations. Mm. Um, time reveals all, um, just like we're talking about it now, mm -hmm. very, very, you know, interesting time um, that 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 change is inevitable, mm -hmm. and you hold on to these stories, the, these traumas, and it is very challenging. But I don't know anyone of color who doesn't have a story as well. Right, and so, so how can we, how how can we be better? What can we do? Point them out. Should we? point, I mean, what do you do in that situation when you are mistaken for the delivery person? You know, you, you of course want to be indignant and, you know, no, say, I I oh, you were. <laughs> Good. I was. Um, and trust me, it comes, you, I think it's important to inform. <clears throat> yes, me. yes, yes. I do think it's very important to have a conversation. Um, I don't think that the first thing that people think to do is apologize. Mm. Um, and that's, that's where I become frustrated. Wow. Right. So they say, oh, I didn't know, or how am I supposed to know? Or instead well, it was of like, a mistake. yeah, but it's a mistake that has happened to me many times again, in my life. Again and again. You know, business of fashion just um, uh, talked about how uh, people of color spend a disproportionate amount compared to general market. Um, as a minority, we spend a disproportionate amount on beauty, mm. yet we are uh, least satisfied with our purchases mm. and the engagement from the brands. <gasps> Black model doesn't mean that there's going to be someone behind the counter who's knowledgeable and understanding right. of the trauma that I've experienced prior to uh, approaching this counter. My mom has gone through it with getting misinformation. This is how you line lips to make them look thinner. No, I'm talking to you about how to celebrate full lips, how to make more out of your skin tone, how to wear um, sunscreen to alleviate hyperpigmentation. That's the kind of information and education that should be um, handed to you, handed to you at cosmetic counters. Um, 
yet we pick up horrible information. And, and many times the fear of not being able to address our skin tone or our beauty needs, um, you don't get the, the kind of attention that um, our white counterparts would get when they approach the cosmetic counter. So, so much of that um, mm. is still a challenge. Um, just because you have 40 shades does not mean, uh, 40 shades of foundation does not mean that you still speak a language that's specific to me. Does not mean that you have skincare yes. that speaks to my specific needs. Does not mean, there are, there are many brands who have 40 shades of foundation yet don't have powder. Yet women of color are known to be much more oily, um, which right. keeps them younger right. looking longer, but that's a great product to use strategically. Yes. Um, so it's very challenging. Um, and once again, there are many brands who still have not had a spokesperson of color. Right. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love everything you said. That's so the education is key. And I feel like, you know, working in Mac in the 90s, I feel like it was always uh, there was we were trained so much. I don't know. I mean, every two weeks they had, you know, a thing I remember. But, <laughs> yes. But it was great because it was, you know, it was a section for this, you know, ethnicity, this ethnicity, this ethnicity. What do you do when, you know, someone requests someone of color to do their makeup? Do not get defense. You know, you know, that's their. There you go. And you talk about what can people do? Right. Not get defensive. Right. Understand that this woman has sat in so many chairs prior to coming to you. So if she questions your ability know that she has been traumatized. Yes. And that question is part of your service to say, yeah, I read Sam Fine's book. I also read Kevin Aquan's book and Bobby Brown's book. We had a training on this. And if I start with something and need to test it, or you want more or less of something, you just tell me because mm -hmm. that's my job. I wish that you, we could record this response and then people can just like memorize it before they go to work. And then they say, Sam Fine says this. That's what I will say. But we bring so much of our personal, yes. our personal issues to work. So true. I've been at work and had challenges with, you know, photographers that I, I would never have thought to be questioned in the way that they you know, would question my makeup or request certain things as if I weren't hired to do my job in the same way that you were hired to do yours. Right. It's, it's, it's very challenging. And, you know, I, I do want to talk more about these situations and my experiences um, because these are the things that aren't celebrated. You yeah. know, celebrate the work. We, we have no idea the, the challenges that we're presented with as artists in a business that there is no, um, there are no rules and regulations. There's no union. <clears throat> there, are, there are no advocates. Um, people would like to say that agencies are that, but they are not. Um, they are helpful in situations. Sure. They don't, um, they, they, they're also, they also wanna make sure that they can um, maintain great relationships with these clients and continue mm -hmm. booking other artists with them mm -hmm. or, or, or magazines or, or clients or whatever, whoever the client is. Yes, yes. Um, so I think it's really important um, to realize it's a very challenging business. Yes, yes. I know, you know, people, 
people who listen to this are all they're makeup artists, but they're also not makeup artists and they just cannot. I, I hear it all the time in reviews and DMs and in in texts that they can't believe the challenges in, in a seemingly vain, uh, you know, <laughs> superficial <laughs> career like this. But, yeah. Yeah. The business. And imagine imagine having to go to work every day yeah. in your office being different. The setup being different, yeah. the lighting being different, the, 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 the atmosphere. And you have to work with different people sometimes every day you go to work that yeah. you sometimes know, sometimes you don't know. Part of being you know, in this industry for as long as I've been in, of course you go to work with people that you know. But before that, you don't. Yeah. Everyone's a new person to you um, and that you yes. have to learn. You don't have anyone to call. You don't have an HR to report, you know, uh, these true. incidents to harassment or, or, or microaggressions. You don't have anyone to go to about those things because then you're just labeled a problem maker. Yes, that is so true. And like, it becomes this uh, thing of like, she's, she's um, happy to be, she's happy to be on set. He's happy. He's, he's good for set. You know what I mean? And then that is not always the greatest artist. You know what I mean? So you're, you're picking, the production is picking people who are more agreeable over somebody who may be. And we won't even talk about <laughs> the fight for rates and payments. Oh, Paul, I mean. And people act as if agencies are the only ones. And I have to tell everybody out there that if you don't know how to manage yourself and negotiate rates and negotiate payment terms, yeah. then you're doing yourself a disservice. Major, major, or depending on someone else always to do it. Yes, yes. We someone else. Want someone else to be the bad guy and hold them accountable. 100%. The business has to come, the business mind, the understanding of rates and travel and, and all of these things and your requirements, they begin with you. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, I had the, the pleasure of working with Jennifer Hudson years uh, uh, for her first uh, single, uh, you know, Spotlight and, you know, and those yes. things. It was wonderful. We built a great relationship and, you know, she's also from Chicago. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. And I had the pleasure of working with her when she returned from her family tragedy. Uh, when she sang the Star Spangled Banner um, at, at the Super Bowl. And it was just, you don't even know what to say. And a lot of times when people say that everybody's going through something, yeah. it's true. It is true. I have watched clients go through divorce, family loss, um, you know, just a myriad of experiences. And you're there to support them you know, crying through it all. You know, I've, I've even worked um, on the deceased in honor of, of clients. What was that? What was that situation? I don't, I don't really okay. talk about it much, yeah. uh, but oh it's my the God. kind of things that we do wow. we to um, the people who support and love us. That uh, is really beautiful. At all, so Wow. So when wow. I say everybody's going through something, it is true. Yes. It is true. You just try to manage it. And sometimes you come in and you just think it's, you know, just a general attitude or a general, um, um, oh, she's not nice to me. Right. Or they're not having a good day. And I don't know what's wrong with her. We bring so much of our need for approval. Uh, I do think that is something that is born in freelancers, especially because every job is unique into itself. Um, you don't have 
you don't get to call in sick. You don't get um, days for bereavement. So even when something's going on in your right. life, you can't express it. No. Um, but we're very, you know, we're the closest people to our client. And to know that you are, um, you're a soother. You, you really do have to be very sensitive to everyone's energy. And it was, um, it definitely helped me to grow closer to Jennifer mm-hmm. um, and to create more stunning photos with her as life moved on. In fact, um, when she was pregnant, uh, we were working on a photo shoot for Elle magazine and she just, like, usually you see a girl change, you know, it's not a big deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. She had to build this whole thing around and she was just like, no, no, um, nobody in today. We are like, okay, I just want to see the clothes. So I knew what to do with the makeup. <laughs> and it was the funniest thing, but then to turn out, uh, as it turns out, um, as it turns out, after that, we we learned that she was pregnant. She was just trying to keep it quiet. Oh, so there's I, wonderful moments that happen as well, you know. But um, yeah. like I said, everybody's going through something. You've probably seen Queen through every single emotion. I mean, that, is that who you've been with the longest? No, Vanessa Williams. Is it? Vanessa Williams and Queen Latifah share the same birthday. Um, yeah, funny, funny, right? My Pisces, my Pisces girls. Um, but Vanessa Williams, I've known forever and continue to work with her consistently. Um, there are people who have pockets you, you share pockets with of their life, but Vanessa, I've been around really, you know, I've done her daughter, Lion Babe for appearances. Now I did, uh, you know, Jillian for her, her, her prom. Oh uh, my God. I babysat kids there in my arms, Sasha, you know, so it's wonderful. It's wonderful to grow up with people, but I also know her parents and know how wonderful a woman she is and such a role model to me as it pertains to holding your celebrity and, and being able to show up for the work, do the job and enjoy um, the applause. Yes. Yes. I, um, I wonder what it feels like for you to be like a personal on a set and does it, you don't have to tell me, but (laughs) do you ever just like say like, I can't believe, like, do you enjoy your time on set? Those hours are so long. My God. I mean, don't you ever just want to be like, guys, can we just stop now? (laughs) The, the transition from freelancing to television and film, you know, I have Queen Latifah to thank for that. Yes, that's what I'm that's thinking a, about. Yeah, that's a double-edged sword because introducing me to television and film and me joining the union um, was, it's, it's a wonderful asset, right? Um, but the hours are different, the mm-hmm. work is different, the, the, the hours are different. <laughs> Did I mention the hours? Um, it's not it's not creative in the way yeah. that freelances you don't go and sure. you and then you leave you know knowing that the job is fully complete because now you're going to have to come back to that scene and you're going to have to recreate it 3 4 5 times um so it's very interesting and for me it is a it is a different discipline oh yes that's what i wanted to ask you about too is that one is sort of um 
you know, I find I talk to people for this, you know, who are personals, who are keys and department heads, and it's like different languages. And <laughs> people just say, Oh, you do like, you know, when I was doing makeup back in the day, like people would be like, So you're a makeup artist, so can you do a bald cap? And I'm like, That day, oh. that, that morning, you know, no. So and I don't do any of that. I don't do any of that. I'm still, actually, technically, I'm still a makeup trainee. Oh, oh Sam. Even as a personal, even as a personal, Sam. because you have to take different classes to right. learn. Licenship, to right. Licenseship. Qualify to be a journeyman. Um, the union's very special. And, you know, now, you know, it's a wonderful place to be, um, especially mo having moved to L.A., um, I was in LA for seven years, mm -hmm. started with the Queen Latifah show, which was wonderful. Oh my gosh, um, how I fun. I realized I was union and, you know, I could work with different celebrities now on television shows and TV and film. So I went on to do Angela Bassett for 911, Nia Long for um, a wonderful movie with Omar Epps on Netflix. Um, oh yes, I saw that. Yeah. I that. So, so, and then um, most recently Queen Latifah on The Equalizer. Yeah. So, you know, there's some things that, that there's, you know, there's so many celebrities doing television and, 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 you know, like Netflix productions now in a way that they weren't before. It was either movies or, totally. or, or they were on tour doing albums. Right. So now to have that ability to switch up and so much of what I learned from supermodels was how to diversify your portfolio, mm -hmm. being able to walk and talk and do different types of makeup to fit different scenarios. Mm -hmm. So television and film requires this. Oh, editorial requires this. Commercial requires this. And being able to lend yourself to each of those mm -hmm. um, with the same type of professionalism and talent uh, that's necessary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. But uh, you know, you know, you're going to have to do a bald cap one day. No. <laughs> nope. Nope. Angela Bassett was doing 911 and she was cutting off a limb and they were like putting blood on her her clothes because that's props. That's 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 wardrobe. Yeah, yes. And then they were like, Well, should she have blood on her face? And I was like, I don't I, mm -hmm. I don't do that. But they said they didn't want it. So I was I, I was saying You're looking around. Where's the blood guy? That's when blood. I go to the department head who you immediately befriend because I can't tell you the wealth of knowledge I've learned from my department heads, um, working on Queen Latifah on Hollywood, the Ryan Murphy uh, Netflix show. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, Heidi McDaniels in that. And um, the they gave me a tattoo cover. She had a tattoo that obviously needed to be covered and learning tattoo cover and things of that yes. nature. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's great. The things that you can pick up from people who, and everyone has something to teach. Everyone yes. I don't understand this behavior where they don't talk to each other. Okay. So like when I don't understand it, you have to, why, why aren't all the makeup artists when there's like 10 on a set and everybody's in charge of somebody else and another department, why isn't everybody saying hi to each other? I, I can't understand that stigma. It's the first thing I do. Yes, of course you do. Because that's the way I was raised. Yes. Not as a makeup artist, but as a gentleman. As a gentleman. Exactly. I can't understand. I have no patience for that. I'm like, hi, hi. No, Can everybody please me only speak to your client? Okay, we're not doing that. Hi.
I hate that. That's a pet peeve. Hundred percent. Me too. Me too. Me too. For the for the Jennifer Hudson shoot that I showed you. Yes. Yes. Was this Bonador? Was this? It was for the color purple. It was. It was going show. into the color purple. So the whole setup, Gosh. everything we did in the theater, um, she wore the color purple, and she was. She's such an easy, easy person. Really. Oh that's wonderful to hear sits and sits those 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 are the ones we always note when you talk to another makeup artist oh you'll love jennifer she sits she wants it all <laughs> we love, those we love those no chase of face for her yes <laughs> and working with brandy that was another campaign yes but before that you had known her i mean you've done the videos and yeah yeah yes. the music videos when i met her um, we were doing, I think, Baby Baby with uh, Hype Williams, director Hype Williams, and he's a huge director of music videos mm -hmm. and just amazing. And we just forged a great relationship around that time as well. Um, Brandy's lovely. And every time I see her, her and her mom, Sonia, because she was like 16 or 17, her, yes! mother, her mother would come in all the time. Don't make her look too grown. Don't, don't, mm -mm, don't. She's got time for that. So it was really interesting trying to pull back, but also give her the things that I felt were necessary. Well, but yes. I mean, she she has the freshest face. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> she has the freshest face. So that's all you had to do was just keep it fresh, right? How do you uh, make somebody look too grown? What would make it what would make it more lashes? Lashes, more right? Mm -hmm. You know, just just more, more contour and highlighting and just really amping that up and just knowing when to pull back knowing when to pull back. And I think that that's the bulk of the work, whether you're doing Neutrogena with Gabrielle Union, whether you're doing CoverGirl with Queen Latifah, Revlon with Veronica Webb, these are makeup ads, but they're very specific as to what they're selling. So thinking is right. what I'm highlighting here. Yes, yes. And I love when people say, she doesn't need much. It's a skin campaign. So, oh, please, come on, hang up the phone. Look. It's, you know, I always tell people if I can put foundation on Halle Berry and that beautiful skin, yeah, then everybody can have some. <laughs> okay. Halle, what do you mean? And she would just sit and she, I did it for a Revlon campaign commercial with Alec and, and, and um, her Brits, and they were doing a group of girls. And of course, you know, Halle uh, is the only celebrity and she, She's just gorgeous and so patient and just very mindful of what everyone does. Oh, right. well, that's good to hear. Of what everyone does. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. She, I mean, she still looks like five minutes ago. Come on. Come Look, on. I, like I said, if I can put foundation on her, then everybody can have some. Cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I think her and Jada just look beautiful all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there, your Ebony, your Oprah cover. Your yeah. Ebony, how, tell me about that. Chicago again, you know, the interesting thing about being from Chicago, there are three people that you kind of have to like bow down to. Three people in Chicago. You. No, oh. no, 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 no. <laughs> Oprah, obviously. Michael Jordan, mm -hmm. his wife Juanita at the time. And John Johnson. And you. Okay. Fashion Fair and Ebony. Okay. So this was a wonderful call. You know, clients often take breaks with their makeup artists. Um, you know, I've worked with Tyra, introduced her to my assistant Valente at the time. He's gone on to call her his main client. Um, and then I've gone in to work with her as well at different times. Right. So there's no exclusivity. Yes. You know? 
Yes. Answer the phone when people call. And I know. Sh- and people, there's so much drama about where did they go? Where did Sam go? I'm right here. I'm, I was busy that day. I know. I know. <laughs> exactly. You know, I might, I might've had a person, something personal going on. Exactly. And I couldn't do that job. Um, or, 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 or it just might've been the end of our time together. Sure. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's okay too. So, uh-huh. uh, Oprah was looking for 100%. me at the time and my name was on a short list and she, she had worked with some others and she finally got to me and I got my moment and it was fun. It was fun. Um, you know, there are always challenges. There are always photographers who want to project their image of beauty <sighs> to you. And I don't think that's always fair because I said before, I was hired to do my job in the same way you were hired to do your job. We always, it's a collaborative effort. Yes, I understand. But there are certain things that I still have to believe in. There's certain tenets that I have to believe in Mm -hmm. to to make it beautiful. I, I, you know, I always tell people like, have you not seen my work? Do you not know what I do? Because it's no mystery as to what you're going to look like. (laughs) <laughs> what I'm thinking of. I'm not using my fingers. I like a brush. I'm very architectural, you know, my, my contour, yes. my highlighting, you know, so, so, so no, you, you have to know who you called, you know, of course there's an occasional, you know, job where you get, you know, I worked with, for Tracy Chapman once and I was like, <gasps> well, clearly we're not doing all out glam, but, but I can dial myself back to meet you, to meet your needs, female grooming. I get what that looks like. And as a professional, yes, but I think everything has its place. But but yeah, that Oprah cover, there were two. There was Red Book and there were, um, there was the Ebony cover and Scribneski who recently passed away, uh, another famed photographer um, and huge in Chicago, uh, photographed those. So it was was a fun experience working with her. Oh, that's wonderful. The, la- the last, well, tell Completing me. Completing my Chicago trifecta. You know, I've worked with Michael Jordan and Juanita, his, his then Did wife. you? Yeah, and then to work with Oprah. And I had a chance to work with Eunice Johnson, um, the creator of uh, Ebony Fashion Fair fashion shows and Fashion Fair Cosmetics um, before she passed away as well. Oh, that's amazing, Sam. Oh my gosh, I love that. Okay, the last person I am going to ask you about, I swear to God, I just, when I was looking for this picture, saw that I have bent your ear now for an hour and a half, and I apologize. Oh, it seems like- You'll have a lot to edit. You'll have a lot to edit. Oh my God, I'm, not, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I could talk to you for the next 10 weeks. Please. I- I want to ask you about Tyra because, um, you know, she's a personality and I, I just want to know more about Tyra because you know something funny. I don't know a lot about her. And because she came in at a time um, where supermodels were still allowed to walk, talk, think, create, act, direct, do everything that they could think of. Um, and I met Tyra at a test shoot. And for those of you all who don't know what a test shoot is, <laughs> you have to, uh-huh. you know, once again, we go Stop. to work. We may not use these photos. 
It's for a magazine, but we're all going to get great pictures out of it. And we're, you know, for them, you know, for today's audience, you might get, you know, some beautiful photos for Instagram and, you know, you know, it may, it may not even make it into a magazine, but the work and the relationship is what it begins. And Tyra and I hit it off. Um, it was the beginning of our careers and I, you know, we shared a friendship that I've had like none other. You know, I talk about having worked with Vanessa the longest, but Tyra and I were similar in age and also coming up in an industry that was very challenging. And so we supported one another a great deal. Um, I remember going to Paris with her for couture and I would do her foundation, her brows and everything um, before she would go to a show. So she- Oh, I love that. that so, so who, Veronica Webb all did the she, time. Really? Did they come up with that idea themselves? Like, listen, Sam, can you, like, did that? It's either that or they do it themselves. And uh -huh, so a lot of times if uh -huh. they knew they had the bigger shows coming up, uh -huh. they would just say, well, do my foundation and powder, do my brows, and then they can just do eyes. Or then I can do my own eyes once I find out what the look is. Mm -hmm. And and it was, it's, it's the things that, Black models still have to go through yes. their own makeup. Um, they have to be prepared to touch up or, or fine tune their own makeup because beauty is their commerce. So they're, you know, as beautiful as you look on a runway, that's how you get the next editorial. That's how you get the next commercial. This is a viewing for everyone in the industry to see you in person and how, and, and, and you know, how much retouching has gone into your beauty or how little. Yeah. So... So I used to do that and I would do that for her in Paris. And in, in, in turn, she would take me to the agencies and tell them what a great artist I was and how they should take me on um, because I wanted to move to Paris initially. To, oh, really? I can see that. To really work as an artist in the industry. I think of Paris as art and I think of America as commerce. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Everything here speaks to money. Um, Paris, you can be on set for four hours creating and creating and changing the looks and finding it. In America, they're like, look, we got to be out of the studio in 10 minutes and you guys got to hurry up and we've got four shots left and we've got to get them. Time it's is money. Yeah. So um, I didn't stay. I did return. And um, it was one of the best years ever. But uh, knowing Tyra and her, her business sense, uh, it never surprised me that she went on to create, you know, one of the biggest franchises ever, America's Next Top Model. In fact, for my fashion fair uh, collaboration, I chose um, Fatima from America's Next Top Model. So oh, that's wonderful. Did there were so many people that I'm fans of. I'm such a fan of other other makeup artists. Uh, Troy Surratt, of course, our mutual friend. And there are just so many people that I admire. And I, I love introducing myself. And even through Instagram, sometimes I'll just reach out and just say hello. And I love your work. And I just want you to know that that's what you're doing. so kind. Oh, that's wonderful, Sam. That's rare. I, it's not please. though. I get some of the loveliest messages. I do. I do have so many people. I, sometimes I'm in tears from the nice things that people um, send me or say about me um, because it always catches you at just that time that when you, you need it. Hear it. Absolutely. Well, you're very open to receiving all that stuff too, you know, and some, yeah. Yeah. That's special. <laughs> um, oh my God. Oh my God. I mean, what have we 
we could talk for another 10 years here. I said 10 weeks, but I'm changing my mind to 10 years. I feel like we have, we have covered all of our images and your life. Is there something we're leaving out everything, right? <laughs> we talked about a, everything. It's been a fun life. It has been a very fun life. Um, you know, I don't think that you can have a career and not experience adversity um, that would be too easy. Um, you know, so, so I'm thankful for having, you know, gotten through it all, you know, and, you know, well, I'd like to think with grace, I'm sure someone else would say differently, but, um, but, yeah. but I, I've given, I've given it the grace that it deserves in every situation. That's beautiful. I, I, um, I want everyone to get your book, but I want you to re-release it. I want I want you to re-release it so you like I hate these things with like Bam. Oh good. Okay. When, when, when you go quiet, when you're not working, and when you Ugh. like I talk about those hours on the equalizer, you know, you're not talking about these hours that you're spending on set for, you know, 18 to 16. I mean, I'm sorry, when you're not on set, you know, uh, you know, for 16 to 18 hours, um, when I'm not working, I'm always thinking of new projects, um, new opportunities to inspire and delight my community um, and my uh, and, and the women and the women who get so much from what I do, the women and men who get so much from what I do. Um, so I'm working on a few things. I'm always thinking of some other things. So I I'm glad to hear that. Because I, I, I hate how, like, I always refer back to the books, like Sandy Linter has a book, you know, and yes. it's, we always lament that she and I about how it's like $300 on eBay. And she's like, and I don't get any of it. <laughs> None of it. Once it goes out of print, it's no longer being produced. So you exactly. don't get any royalties from it. She gets so I'm pissed. Happy that people can still find it. Um, who knows? A re-release might be in order. No, I don't think that many books have followed it, um, you know, as it pertains to speaking directly to women of color. No, no. So, so it would be a nice, uh, nice reissue. Well, Sam, I am looking so forward to everything that you have coming down the pike for the next 55 years. Ooh. I mean, you Do are I get to retire. Yeah, no. I, I will, I will, if you, if I ever hear of a retirement, if I like, go a week without hearing about you being working that day, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to get you and, and pull you back out. I got to make room for the rest. I got to make room for the next. These kids who are doing such beautiful work, the Adam Burrells, the Ernesto Casillas, the, the, oh my gosh, the list goes on and on and on. I can't think of them all now, but there are so many kids who are coming up. And I'm just such a fan of everything they're doing. Well, you're still a kid too. And I am. You I know. think this beard would suggest not. <laughs> In spirit. Yeah. I love you so much. I am so grateful that you talked to me today and shared yeah. all of this amazing knowledge with everybody. And I look forward to seeing you in person. In Very soon. soon. Very soon. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation. I know it was packed with information and history and wonderful philosophies. And if you enjoyed it, please share with me. Tell me what you got out of it. I hope it starts great conversations between you and your friends and peers. And if you didn't know about Naomi Sims, I hope you're Googling right now. I want to hear from you. 
What did you love hearing about? Please share your thoughts and weigh in on social because it makes it all worth it. And these conversations should start deeper conversations and more conversations. And that would make me so fulfilled to know that that's happening. So let me know and keep listening. And I'll see you next week. Look Behind the Look is a Vinyl Foot production written by me, your host, Tiffany Bartok. Produced by Jace Bartok, edited by Nicole Tucker. If you're interested in learning more, find our video version on the YouTube channel, Look Behind the Look Podcast. There you can see rare photos and clips from our guests. And please follow us on Twitter at Look Behind Pod and Instagram at Look Behind the Look. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And tell your friends and spread the word. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or any podcatcher of your choice. Thanks for listening to Look Behind the Look.